Well, here we are. We are live. It is Thursday night. The Raven is about to take flight. And what I've got tonight for you is a unique blend of a variety of styles of rock with a vintage flair and lyrics that glorify Jesus. This describes the sound of a band out of Augusta, Georgia, known as Rock of Salvation. Tonight, we're going to kick off the weekend by meeting the guys from Rock of Salvation and experiencing their distinctive and unique sound. are for your must-see Thursday streaming right here at Raven's Heart from Lithos Cry. I'd like to welcome all of our viewers. Again, as I say, when we begin, I love to see those numbers up at the top with the eyeball with those that are watching. Welcome. If you're with us for the first time and you're watching us from YouTube Live, go ahead right down there at the bottom and subscribe to us. If you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, go ahead and follow us at Lithos Cry. And if you're watching us on Twitch, hey, go ahead and follow us there as well. And those of you that have been with us for a while, you know that this is a community and you're going to have the opportunity to weigh in and ask questions of the band. And with me tonight, man, we got a whole room of people here. This is Rock of Salvation out of Augusta, Georgia. Hey, hey, so before we go ahead and get started and talk about the music and experience your sound, can you all go around and introduce yourselves and tell us what you do with the band? Hey, Glenn, uh, thanks for having us on your uh, on Raven's Heart podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Jim Stanton, and they let me play guitar in the band. <laughs> we appreciate the opportunity, Glenn. I'm Scott Fox. I do the drumming. Thanks. Monkey. <laughs> thanks, Glenn. I'm Keith Shevlin, and I do the bass. Uh, thanks, Glenn, for having us. We sure appreciate the opportunity and uh, the conversation. And uh, I'm Joel Turner. I do a little bit of microphone and keyboards. My name is Sam Fowler. I'm the newest member, and I play guitar. Wow, it is great having you all on with us tonight. And what I'd like to ask you as we get into this interview here, I want to go behind the music tonight. So let's go around again. And I'm really curious to find out who or what it was that inspired each of you to get into music. Well, when I was in kindergarten, I had a little piano instruction. In about third grade, my sister was in band and it sounded really great. So I played violin and then played uh, saxophone in fifth grade and on up. I really, really enjoyed listening to her play, and it was a lot of fun. That's cool. And and for me, uh, something similar to that, um, I, I sang all my life as far back as I can remember, but getting involved in playing an instrument, um, when I was in the fifth grade, my classroom was next to uh, the band room, and I could hear the band playing every day. Uh, so that inspired me to pick up a trumpet and start playing instruments. And um, 
I guess it's just carried on the rest of my life. And here I am now, an old man. So my story is a little bit different. Um, I like to bang on stuff and my parents would give me pops and pans and I actually started playing drums and I realized that, you know, that was good, but I was actually, I started playing drums in a praise team and I was listening to the bass and I'm like, I, I like that. And I just kind of like went straight to bass and been there ever since. For me, it was, uh, I had an older sister uh, that listened to a lot of the older 70s rock, a lot of older uh, sticks. And when I heard Peter Chris uh, of Kiss uh, play 100,000 years on the drums, that kind of, kind of hooked me in and then and then later the, the Zeppelin thing with John Bonham, but that was kind of kind of what uh, made me say, yeah, I think I want to think I want to hit things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, Glenn, I, I guess, you know, growing up listening to music and, uh, you know, the 70s and 80s primarily resonated with me and listening to it wasn't enough. I mean, I had to, you know, I wanted to be, you know, connected to it in a, in a bigger way. And uh, so over time, when, you know, eventually I learned how to play my instrument, um, being fortunate enough to have a roommate when I was in the Army who played guitar. He showed me a few things. And he, he was kind of special. He listened to the guy, you know, play his guitar and sing. And I really wanted that for myself, you know, to do that. That's pretty where my, where my guitar playing started. And then just from there, I just, you know, been playing praise and worship teams and band, you know, churches and whatnot, mostly more than anything. But we have our band here. I mean, this is this is our opportunity to get back and play some of the stuff that we really like and the styles and genres that goes back. Yeah, it's like it's, it's an older style. We try to give it a fresher look, but but it has that ingredient that we, we just love so much from the seventies and eighties. Jim, I have to ask you this question: Having been in the army, do you remember the army rock band, the one that would go around to high schools for recruiting purposes? Do you remember the army rock band back in the eighties? Okay, no, not, probably not the one you're thinking of, but they had, you know, the Army, as you know, they would have, you know, a bunch of them that would do different things, different bands and whatnot. And I have seen some bands, like here at Fort Gordon, where I'm near where I'm at in Augusta, um, these guys are slamming good. They play stuff like, uh, I don't know, your top 40, uh, throw, you know, throwback music from the 70s and 80s, stuff everybody knows. They'll come out to some event and play just instrumental. They got a guitar player that ripped the guitar solos from those old songs. A journey and things like that. Just really great. So there, there, there are a lot of talented people, but uh, so, so yeah, but not, not so much in high school, but I've seen those guys around. <laughs> yeah, they actually did, came and did a high school assembly where I went to high school and it was, it was interesting. Hey, we got some comments coming up. Love this already. Let's see who we, uh, who we got here. We got Chips, uh, Chips Ahoy, and he gives us uh, three thumbs up. Hey, Chips, welcome to Raven's Heart and the Lithos Cry <laughs> podcast good. tonight. Good to see you. And Scott, uh, you are keeping me on a streak here with this KISS thing. There's the majority of Christian bands that I've interviewed over the past couple of weeks. Somebody's been highly influenced by KISS. So you're, you're just keeping up, uh, keeping up the uh, streak with that. And uh, it's just, just really kind of interesting. So can you guys tell us how was it that God brought you guys together? And I have to ask this question, was Craigslist a factor in that equation? Uh, Craigslist actually, uh, well, yeah. Glenn, Craigslist was not a factor with us. Okay, uh, I just wanted today. to check. Um, uh, I guess I'm responsible for uh, trying to get us together initially. Um, 
what happened was I went to a church retreat uh, shortly after our music minister, a uh, uh, church had divided somewhat. Our music minister had gone, and um, I've been heavily involved in music my whole life. So I felt a real strong call to even apply for that position to be uh, in music ministry full time. And um, that door closed. Uh, someone else was blessed with that opportunity, and God blessed me uh, with the initiative to start a band and still pursue. Uh, music ministry, even if it wasn't full time, I knew how I'd been called um, into music ministry. Um, so uh, when I went away to this church retreat, I had met Jim, and uh, we weren't even supposed to carry guitars, but I carried my guitar that weekend. And uh, during one of the breaks, I asked Jim if he uh, actually, Jim asked me if he could play my guitar, and he did. And I fell in love with the way he played. Um, and then uh, a few months later, um, Scott, the drummer here, he, he and I had been friends for many years before this and had talked about being in a band together. So a few months after this retreat I went to, um, I was trying to be obedient. And I called Jim and Scott and asked them if they'd like to be in a Christian band with me. And that's been going on eight years ago now, I believe. It's eight years, guys. Yeah, and then later, of course, yeah, that's right, Joel. And then yeah. we had Keith and Sam. We, we, Craigslist has been a factor for, you know, ongoing. But the birth of it wasn't so much in Craigslist, but to, to complete the band, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we had prayed for a couple of years for a good bass player. And uh, God sent Kent, uh, Keith our way. And he's phenomenal. He's great, inspiring guys, great attitude, loves the Lord. And then um, also we, we wanted a second guitarist or someone who could relieve me from the keyboards. And um, Sam? And I, I contacted Craigslist in late December, and I've got about five responses, and two or three of them are still active. Yeah. So it was definitely Craigslist for me. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask that question because the first artist that I worked with many, many, many years ago, she found her producer on Craigslist, and it's been music magic ever since. And wow. we've got uh, Nathan Thomas weighing in, Craigslist uh, rocks, and I love that <laughs> avatar that Nathan's got. He says, yeehaw as well. Nathan, is that your cat? Because that cat is just uh, really, really kind of cool. I, I like that a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you that are listening to the audio replay, go to our YouTube channel at Lithos Cry. That's L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y. There's only one Lithos Cry, which is kind of cool. It makes it easier for us to find. And you can see Nathan's cat avatar. It's, it's really pretty funny. So <laughs> when I listen to your music, I hear a variety of styles of rock, a variety of influences. I hear a little bit of Creedence Clearwater in there, a little bit of Sticks, a little bit of Jimi Hendrix. I hear all this stuff. Now, it could be me and, and just what I'm hearing, but there's definitely a, oh, what would I say? A musical potpourri going on. Would that be a word? Maybe a potpourri. That'll be the, the word of the night. Okay, people. Word of the night is potpourri. Yeah, musical potpourri. Um, how was it with... <laughs> How was it with all of your styles and influences that you came to the sound that you have right now? How did that develop? I think a lot of it has to do with our age. We, we're all close in age. Um, and 
we listen to the same, you know, style of music similar to you, what you listened to growing up. We, we had our favorites. For me, um, back in the day, my favorite band was Journey. And then, of course, I, I loved some Foreigner. I had some influence from them. And the Little River Band, I'm a ballad guy. I like uh, words I can hear uh, through the music. And, um, and then, of course, whenever I got into Christian music, Third Day, uh, actually, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman was my first influence. The first Christian contemporary artist I had heard was Stephen Curtis. And then someone uh, revealed Third Day to me, and uh, I fell in love with them. So they, they've inspired me and influenced me um, in the way I perform. But everybody here, I believe, has a different story with that. Can, can, can I take a moment? This third day came up. I just want to just say think, something about them really fast. Sure, yeah. Band. I mean, to me, to me, that is what right looks like. You know, third day is just a really good, solid. You, you probably our genre is kind of similar to theirs, if I may say so boldly. But one, something happened to me when I was in the army in Iraq, where third day actually came on a USO tour to Baghdad. When wow. I was in Baghdad, and check this out. So. They, we had a praise and worship team there that we played, and we played a couple third day covers in our praise and worship band at the, at the chapel that we go to, right? And when third day came there, they asked our members of our praise team, praise team to come up on stage with them. And Brad Avery, guitar player from third day, hands me his guitar and his rig, and I'm, and I'm playing with Mac Powell on oh, wow. stage in Baghdad. And those guys are just wonderful. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything about me. It was just a charity move by them. It was just, yeah. they're just cool guys, and they're just a really great band. And that really inspired me. Just being on stage with those guys kind of made me like think, like, man, this this is so much fun. You know, I just I really enjoyed that moment that they generously gave to us, um, and I'll never forget it. So, Third Day, great band, real close, real close to my heart. That that's a really awesome story. That is so cool. And as you're sharing this awesome story, I think Nathan's got some really good catnip over at his house right now. Uh, he did respond that is not his cat. He says, "I wish, man." And then he's really okay. We've got potpourri for cats tonight. So <laughs> whatever that catnip is you got over there, Nathan, um, that uh, that's quality stuff. I'm glad you're enjoying the, the live stream tonight. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe down on, on our YouTube channel there. So, hey, um, we've talked a lot about your unique sound. I want to get to the music. You have a song called This Is Our Time. Can you tell us a little bit about this song before we share the experience with our viewers and listeners that that song came about uh in the beginning when it was the three of us we had had a bass player but uh i think he he had had to leave the state for some reason but uh joel and jim and i were were just rehearsing and one night we were we used to rehearse in this really hot really hot warehouse and uh and you know we were just kind of <laughs> kind of felt good to have a place to rehearse, but uh, but we had a felt a move of God one night. Just there we were sweating, and 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 Holy Spirit showed up, and 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 we just were kind of talking, saying that that we felt like you know we've been kind of chasing this down for a little while, and that uh, that that this was our time. And uh, and a couple of days later, I was at home and just about to fall asleep, and. And my style of songwriting is a little different. It 
I have like a little radio going on in my head, but I was just about asleep and, and start hearing this, this beat in my head. And then before you knew it, uh, uh, I was just felt like really I was the, the, the hand with the pen and just writing lyrics down as, as fast as I could. It was really a, really a God inspired uh, thing. And that's, uh, I presented it to them uh, a few days later, and and the song, you know, we, we wrote the melodies to it, and, yep. and they kind of put it to music. Yeah. Yes, and it kind of came together, and it's been, you know, one of our we, we feel like uh, the the crowd favorites of of the the more upbeat songs that we do. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely got a driving beat and the guitars in it. We're going to talk about those after the song. I am so excited to share this song with our vis- listeners and our viewers. This is Rock of Salvation with This Is Our Time. Check this out. Father, 
to see it through Come on and help me, Jesus To be like you Come down and help me, Father To see it through Come on and help me, Jesus To be like you Come down and help me, Father To see it through Raise it up! Come on and help me, Jesus To be like you Come down and help me, Father To see it through Cause this is our time Green back there we are look at that yes hey wow that is amazing so we got some uh comments here and i'm gonna go back up to nathan who is having a great time with us tonight thank you nathan for subscribing to us on youtube i appreciate that that'll help get more music out like this and the word of god out to more people not just here in the united states but across the world as we uh play around with the algorithm on that so that really helps and you'll be able to check out uh, what we've got coming up in the upcoming weeks hey we got chips ahoy back and we're gonna put this one on hold because he says my favorite rock of salvation song is have a little faith what is the origin of that song we're going to get to that later uh chip and we'll talk about that we have mimi fox and we've got all sorts of cool emojis there um i can't read emoji very well it, you know i'm your guy's age so uh christopher <laughs> shelton hey we got chris shelton from the last trumpet in north carolina all right you guys are rocking at the end man i miss that place keep rocking thank you christopher and we're looking forward to seeing you in charleston in almost 30 days and then hey wait a minute we've got somebody here uh named jessica stanton is that related to any one of you guys look at that so jessica yes he is really here with me online right now uh great band with hearts focused on god hey and we also got our friend jermaine from the band tricord and we're going to be interviewing him in may on may 20th and he says hey guys hey jermaine welcome to the live stream tonight glad to have you and glad we're going to be interviewing you and tricord in may um you know, you were talking about how this song was inspired, and I, I want to go there with this because this is what great music does, especially music that is focused on the Lord. It drove me to scripture. 
And I started digging and I went to Ephesians chapter five at verse 14. And the Lord opened up a couple things to me with this that I want to share that I got out of this. And then I got a couple questions about the, the mechanics of the song. But in Ephesians chapter five at verse 14, Paul wrote, wherefore he saith, meaning God saith, awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. And something that I have been hearing from some friends of mine, especially a good friend that we had on a couple weeks ago, uh, Ron Hamilton, and this is something that's been stirring in me since the late 90s. It was the name of the TV show that I did called Arise and Shine, where you go to Isaiah 60, it says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. God right now, I really believe, is asking his people or telling them, awake. And that's our job to do that. It's our that's job right. to, well, yeah, it's our job to awake and arise. I think a lot of us have just been kind of laying around passively for the past several decades waiting for God. Oh, God, wake me up, please. That's not our job. That's, that's his job. And then when he wakes us up, he gives us light. Not just light to see, but that's the light, his light that shines in glory. And that's what you guys have done. When you go out on stage and you do music like this, you're standing up. And the Greek words for awaken and to arise mean to come out of obscurity. Just come out from the shadows and stand and be seen. And I will give thee light. And I think that's what happened with the inspiration of that song. He gave you light. And then when you sing this song and it gets out there, it's so clear that you know, it's the glory of the Lord in it. I mean, the this song is just, it, it took me to scripture. And I really believe that's a timely word for today. For those that are out there that are watching that are believers is that it is your job to awake. It is your time to arise. And it's your time to do what these guys from Rock of Salvation are singing about. This is your time. This is our time. This is our time to stand up, to rise, shine. It's we're not playing games anymore. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end. Uh, these are really strange times that we're, we're uh, living in. And hey, we got Mimi Fox. She says, spread the good news. And yes, that's what we've been called to do right now is we've been called to spread the good news. And good news can be spread through music like this from a band like Rock of Salvation with, I mean, it's quality music. I mean, this is not third rate stuff. And it's inspired. I mean, it, the first thing it did, I was like, you know, and this is the other thing too that it revealed to me, guys, um, is it's our time and it's always been our time, you know, in that passive waiting for God to do something like, hey, God, wake me up. You know, I'm just kind of sleepy here. I'm waiting for you to do something. It's our time now because of what Jesus did. He rose from the grave. That's right. And that's really, you, you point that out so clearly in that song that, hey, it's done, it's finished, he's risen, so we can rise now too in new life and resurrection. So that's what I got out of it. And I hope that those that hear this song start to live differently, that they hear what God is speaking through the music. Now, let's talk about the music. Jim, I, I have to ask you, man, you make that guitar talk in that song i mean i love i love those riffs in that song how'd you learn how to do that um well i i like the blues the blues scales you know the the that genre of music um you know when i, when, when I think of a watt there's a watt pedal obviously in the solo of that song um 
you know, when I think of Wah, I think of Jimi Hendrix, right? But that's not that sound. Um, actually, that kind of a sound really probably more inspired by my man, Brad Avery from Third Day. That guy can weigh into a Wah pedal. And I've listened to that guy many times, play that, you know, in some of their music and others. You know, I just, I like, because you're right, it gives you the more voice, a little more um, expression on the Wah pedal. It's not just a rhythmic thing like Jimi Hendrix does, right? But more of kind of an, uh, you know, varying time expression. So I really, I really like playing that way. Um, it just makes me, makes me sing a little bit. Cause I'm not a very good singer, so that gives me an opportunity to make some, some joyful noise with my guitar. And that's why, Glenn. You know, that's why I asked him to play in the band because he plays so well like that. He can do anything with it. He does. I mean, it's an extension of him. And when I listen to this, I was like, man, he's got that thing singing. That is quality guitar. Let's talk about the singing. Um, Joel, your voice. How did you develop that? I mean, it fits so perfectly for what you're trying to do here. Can you tell us a little bit how you developed that? We might have somebody uh, out there that wants to sing like you. That would be surprising to me. Um <laughs> I appreciate what you say. Um, I don't really know about having a special voice or anything. I just, I've been singing my entire life. I was in uh, choir, church choir. I was in uh, chorus in school. I got hurt playing football. And um, so instead of diving into athletics in high school, I stayed in chorus for all four years, was in the marching band as well, played tuba. And then um, after high school, you mentioned uh, the Army band traveling around. I sang for the Navy band, and we traveled around uh, playing all over the place, all over the world, just for uh, 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 people that were willing to listen. Um, but then uh, something happened, and I promised God I wasn't going to sing secular music anymore. And this is um, probably... 20 years ago. Um, so I would just have to say he's been working on me and uh, he still is. I'm trying real hard. We just want our music to be heard. We want our lyrics to stand out and the gospel of Jesus Christ to be broadcast worldwide. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for what you're doing, your, your integrity with the gospel and the word. And I mean, I had such a good time in the Word after listening to this song and the other song that we're going to feature. God just opened up some things to me. And again, that is the sign of truly inspired music. It, it gets you to think and gets you to a deeper relationship and deeper understanding with Christ. And Jesus is using you guys. And it's just, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, in, in the video that we saw, I see that you've played several live venues. And uh, I guess with COVID, that's kind of stopped a little bit can you tell me a couple places that you've played like uh, the inn where christopher shelton's played and can you tell us what is the most interesting venue that you've played at and why was it the most interesting the most interesting place we played uh i'd say we played at the uh at the harlem what was that a festival that was the oliver hardy festival in harlem georgia yes and it was at, at first when it's funny how God works, because at first it was kind of one of those events where we we sort of well didn't really feel like it, but we were kind of kind of in the back a background music, you know, it wasn't a 
hey, we're going to see a rock show or, or a concert type thing. But uh, but then as it was just neat to see God work as the songs progressed uh, to see people stop what they were doing. And like, you know, some of them almost maybe they didn't know God, like cleaning the wax out of the ear thing, saying, wait, what is he just saying? But anyway, it, it got their attention, uh, you know, and, and it's just was 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 neat to me to see God work in that way. And uh, and I felt honored that that he used us just, you know, your normal Joes to to, to do that. So do what happened with that one guy. And then the, there was the one guy at that show that yeah. um, toward the end of the show, uh, emotions were high. Um, there was uh, several people that were just stopping and listening, sitting down. But this one man, that was a black gentleman, um, probably mid fifties, I would say, I can remember his face because it was so profound to me. Um, he just sat on the front row on the front bale of hay, actually they had set up there and was weeping, uh, just weeping because he was, he's in love with Jesus. And he was so happy that Jesus's name was being broadcast, uh, in a public wow. place in a secular uh, event it was all secular but he he felt it and that's what it's all about if, if it's just one person and that's what happened that day it was just one person that really felt it you know yeah. others may have but he stood out to all of us that is so cool yeah he leaves I, the 99 I, to go I, for the I, one I, you know 99 and going after the one you know so um how about churches? Have you played at any churches? We have played in churches. We played at uh, West Acres Baptist Church in Evans, Georgia. Um, we played at uh, the building, yeah, which is know. in uh, downtown Augusta, Georgia. Uh, we've played at um, Crossbridge. Crossbridge. Corey, thanks. Yes, thanks, everybody over there. And uh, um, with, off Gordon Highway, we played there. Yeah, we played there. But real, real quick about the building, right? This this church called the building. It's a biker church, right? The, the pastor's a biker. The, the church is decorated with, you know, they got a road down the middle aisle. Like they got biker stuff. It's great, right? I couches, mean, couches, yeah, couches. Yeah, couches. It's really amazing. We loved it there. They loved us. We got yeah. along really well. You know, we had a bunch of guys, you know, wearing their patches coming up, and just like, you know, pounding the stage, just getting up. It was it was, it was so much fun. In yeah. church, so that, that that one really was enjoyable. That was. We played there several times. That is that is really cool. And Christopher Shelton just weighed weighed in. He said, "Praise be to Jesus." About that testimony, what happened at the Harley Festival. So with the churches now, I'm sure at the biker church, you're like, "Yeah, man, rock salvation's coming. This is going to be awesome." But I'm sure, you know, the ones where the average age is probably about seventy to eighty. Has there ever been any hesitancy when you guys have come in, and then all of a sudden you get up there? And then they sense the spirit of the Lord moving, and it's like, oh wow, this isn't so bad. This is not the devil's music anyway. Have you had any of that? I don't think so. Not, not really. I, I don't think so, Glenn. I mean, people that invite us to kind of know something, they, they vet us, you know, before they let us come out of their stage, right? But uh, you just got to remember, you got to think about how old the stones are, right? And those guys are still rocking it, so age is not a factor. That's right. <laughs> well, no, it's, it, it's not. <laughs> and, and they did have an older, uh, a little older crowd, but it, but it was interesting. At, at first, they you could see it in their faces. They were a little, 
okay, like you just mentioned, okay, they're this they is gonna, a rock band. Yeah, they're gonna like this or not. And but then by the end, you know, a lot of them were standing up, clapping along, and it was, uh, you know, again, just just amazes me to see see God at work in in somebody's heart that way. You know, no matter what age. You know, when the spirit is on it and this and God's really moving through it, all of that mental blockage of you know putting things in a box it just kind of just drops you know it's like oh wow god's god's moving there he's he's doing something there we we've seen that down here in charleston with the with the rock fest that we're putting on because some of our committee members they do you know they're not into rock and they're not into christian metal or anything like that but they're like hey wait a minute i see god moving through this and i want to be a part of this great show that's right there's gonna be a great show i see i saw i know it's on the bill that's gonna be an outstanding show Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I, I, we're really, really looking forward to it. So I want to get to Chip Sohoy here and his question that he asked, because we said we'd get back to it. He says his favorite Rock of Salvation song is Have a Little Faith. What is the origin of that song? Can you share that with us? Uh, that song came about um, actually, actually before I was in the band. And I had just had 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 like a little a little in between bands kind of thing, and uh, and it just again a similar thing. I was I had been reading scripture before I went to bed and was just uh, just sitting and and I think I had I think I had a coworker at the time uh, that he was asking me. I guess he maybe he sensed something different about me because I kind of you know had my wilder days in my in my younger days and and something was different and 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 he was sort of asking how you know how do you how do you do that and not not worry or stress out or or have anxiety and I and I just I just said well I just you know I I just try to have a little faith in God and and let Him do the rest and. And then that song kind of became, huh, I get choked up about it, became God speaking, speaking to me and saying, you know, what are you doing, stupid? Just have a little faith in me. And, and that song came about and we were, we were in the rehearsal room, box. just, just playing, yeah, the sweat box, <laughs> just, just playing a different melody just messing around kind of kind of just jamming with no you know him wasn't even a song yet and and all of a sudden the, I, I thought of those lyrics and it fit uh, great with what we were doing and it, and it kind of you know kind of came about that way so we added the music to it at that point wow and you know when i listen to it again i want to talk about the scriptural basis of this after we listen to the song because it is an awesome song again this is another one of yours that took me to scripture and opened up my eyes to some things that i really didn't realize and i want to help some of our viewers and listeners walk in and i think scott you walked in that because that's why you wrote this song so without any further ado especially for chips ahoy out there make sure you um, subscribe to us on the youtube channel this is have a little faith by rock of salvation
here uh, with what we're talking about and here's uh nathan all right nathan Woo! all right yeah and that cat's expression for that is perfect that's going to be emblazoned in my mind for the rest of the uh the rest of the week and the rest of the broadcast now christopher shelton says wow love the vocal tone on that brother and chips thank you i knew if we played the song that you wanted to find out about that you would subscribe then 
deeply, deeply appreciate that. Thank you for subscribing to the Lithos Cry channel. And guys, I have to do this now that we've gone to the second song. I have to pull this up for you. We do this for everything that is played th here through this studio. Your music is Mac the Metal Dog approved. Mac is my Boston <laughs> Terrier. Yes. <laughs> I'd say that's worth uh, five milk bones. Uh, that, that song. That, that's a five out of five milk bones, both of those songs. Um, Scott, I, I want to circle back for a minute because I think this is going to be important for our listeners and our viewers to talk about this, having a little faith. Mimi Fox, thank you. That rocks. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it points to the rock of our salvation. It points right to Jesus. Both of these songs and all the songs you do point directly to the risen Savior. And that is what is so exciting about your music. And I'm stoked because I have to keep saying this. It drove me to scripture. And when I heard the title, A Little Faith, it reminded me of what my mom used to say when I was growing up about the mustard seed of faith. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And God led me to Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. And Scott, I think this is going to apply to you and, and sound familiar. Uh, this is where Jesus's disciples could not cast the devil out of the young boy who was plagued with, with the lunatic spirit, uh, lunatic, lunatic devil. Couldn't get it out of him. So the dad brought the child right to Jesus and Jesus, you know, spoke the word and it was gone. And the disciples were like, whoa, wait a minute. How come we couldn't cast that out, Lord? And uh, this is what Jesus said to his disciples. And really kind of opened my eyes to a few things. Jesus said, he responded by saying, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long will shall I suffer you? Bring him here hither to me, you know, when they couldn't get the devil out. And here Jesus saying, listen, stupid, <laughs> you know, basically the same thing uh, that he was saying to you. You got to have a little faith here, okay? And really, when Jesus is talking about a faithless and perverse generation, uh, the perversity is not really the way that we think of it today of, you know, the perverted guy or the perverted person. It's having a distorted view or a misinterpretation of who God is. That's right. Amen. That's, that's what it is. And that really leads to our faith, faithlessness. Um, because we always think, well, maybe God will do this. Maybe he won't. And most of the time, uh, we're bowing down more to, and we're going to talk about this later next season during Raven's Heart. We're oftentimes f find ourselves bowing down to Zeus, the God that's always angry, wanting to throw down a lightning bolt rather than bowing down to Yahweh um, and, and his son, Jesus. Um, the God is good. And if you have faith in him, he will do those things. He will do those things, and he is good all the time. And it's that perversity, that misinterpretation of who God is that makes us doubt who he is. And I like in that song how you talk about, again, the resurrection, that he's finished it, that he's he died for the sins. It's all done. The gospel is right there. And then in Matthew 17, and verse 20, um, he says, because of your unbelief is the reason why they couldn't cast the devil out. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, if you have a little faith, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence and yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And as I was working on this, God, I believe he gave me this word, and I want to read it for word for word. The smallest amount of faith is more powerful than the thickest clouds of darkness. Amen. Yep. I want to say that again. Strong. I want to say, 
Yeah, it, I want to say it again. The smallest amount of faith is more powerful than the thickest clouds of darkness. Anytime. That's right. All the time. So when you hear have a little faith, it's not just like, you know, it's not a cliche thing that they're saying like, hey, man, you know, um, uh, you know, the bank accounts low. Well, have a little faith, man. You know, that's that's not what they're singing about. They're singing about something that defeats the powers of darkness. And it just opened up my eyes. to that is why our enemy and all the multitude of layers of devils and all the other things that are in the unseen realm work so hard to get us to doubt God because they know if that we have that little mustard seed that God will do what he said he's going to do because he's not like us. He will not lie. He always tells the truth that it's their end. They're doomed. They don't stand a chance. They they don't. They, yeah. And never yeah. will they leave us. Yeah, no, he won't. He won't. So for those of you that have, and that anxiety that you were talking about, Scott, uh, I mean, I'm walking and doing things that are a stretch of my faith. I'm growing in faith with the things that I'm doing and really casting off that anxiety and casting off those false images of God that, well, God set you up for failure and you're on the wrong track and all this stuff. I just have to purposely cast that off. And when I do that, you know what goes through my head is your song, Have a Little Faith. Nice. That song that, is that's so... The whole yep. Lamb, yeah. that's, the, that's the reason. That's the whole reason we're doing what we do. It's, it's just to spark that one little, that little bit of hope in somebody. And like I said earlier, even if it's just one. Of course, we'd be, we would love to reach everybody, but if it's just one, that's, that's enough. It's good enough. You know, and thank you for saying that because if it's touched you like that, I mean, you're that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> may there may there be many more. And we've got some comments from a um, Jessica Stanton. I want to bring them up here. I love how their original songs have been created through the leading of the Holy Spirit and not written on a whim just to hear their own voices. Yes, that is so obvious with your songs. And then she says. We, we've got that there. And then uh, Mimi Fox says, we are all a work in progress. That is so true. Um, right. We we, we are never going to get to that point where we've arrived um, until we get a glorified body. And even then, um, you know, God is perfect. He knows everything. He can do everything. We're limited. We're created. He was not created. And to think that we are going to eventually reach this level of self-actualization on Maslow's hierarchy of needs is one of the biggest yeah. lies I've ever heard in my life. I bought into it when I was in college and it got me yeah, you're in a lot of trouble. Actualization is acknowledging that God is number one. That's when, yes. you, when yes. you realize it's there and, and keep that in mind that God is everything and we're absolutely nothing without him. Yes. He is, he is, uh, Jesus is the chief cornerstone and, um, yeah, um, Jim, just a f before we went on this broadcast, you said that you had watched the interview that I did with Mark Anthony from The Letter Black, and we were talking about the pyramids, uh, the pyramid on their new album. Yeah, I saw that, yes. Yeah, yeah, and that I did some digging on that. I, I still have to send this to Mark. I've just been a little bit tied up with all of the, all the um, administrative stuff going on down here. But the word cornerstone... In scripture, when Jesus says they'll cast away the cornerstone, cornerstone is not what we think of that thing that's down at the base of the foundation. 
The actual Greek translation for cornerstone is capstone, as in the top or the tip of the pyramid. He is at the top or the height of everything that we do. He is number one. He is above. And when you cast out and deny the chief cornerstone, you're in trouble. You're just yeah, doing it by yourself. You're, yeah, on, you're on your own. You got a roof that leaks. We need that's to right. That, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, that's imagine right. making no mistake when, when you're on that, and this is me speaking for in my life, when you're on that high and you, you've had that experience, maybe leaving church or like what we're at right now, just be prepared because because that old devil's going to be right outside the door trying to snatch it away, you know, and, and just, you know, keep keep strong in the faith. I've learned that's that's how you over and, and the word. That's how you overcome because he's he's going to always use that residue, if you will, f at least for me, from my past to to try to drag me back to it. Yeah. And that's, and that's where the fight comes for me. But, uh, but I, it, you know, I feel like I've, I get the victory most times. <laughs> it is a fight. It is a struggle. And, you know, the only way to know who God is and to get that perverted image or that corrupted image of him out of your mind is to get in his word. It, it amazes me how many people go to church they listen to the sermon on Sunday, but they don't read the word for themselves. They don't get to know God for themselves. It, it really amazes me how that happens. And Christopher Shelton is weighing in and he says, amen. Now, this is a good time tonight. This is why I enjoy doing this. This is not just about, hey, let's have an hour or 45 minutes of, of rocking for Jesus. Let's, you know, it, that's not what this is. This is glorifying Jesus. That's why we do what we do over here. And that's why we pick the bands and the artists that we pick is so that Jesus can be glorified through social media in other countries through. And hey, we welcome everybody that's listening in other countries, our, our, friend, our friends in France, Germany, Iran, Turkey that listen to us on a regular ba basis. Thank you. Hey, and check out the videos on Lithos Cry, these live streams. You get to see these guys. Um, yeah, you'll get to see me. That's kind of scary a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, you get to see me and, you know, not only that, but you'll be able to see Nathan's really, really cool. I got to put this avatar up again. Nathan's, <laughs> Nathan's cat. That's not his cat, but that's his avatar. That's really cool. Can I say one more thing to you? Go Glenn? for it. Go for it, brother. Okay. One more thing is, uh, you mentioned earlier about the dark clouds, um, going away. And, um, you know, part of our testimony, we, Jim uh, has a wonderful testimony, and it's in the song, Don't Give Up. And you can find that online as well. But that, that testimony he shares in there is about someone who's giving up. And God reveals himself to Jim and, and shows, shows his reality to Jim. And it, uh, it changed Jim's life from that moment on. He was, uh, he was on the brink of suicide. And uh, if you ever get an opportunity for Jim to share his testimony with you, um, listen to it. But God did the same thing for me. I was addicted to cocaine um, 24 years ago uh, and, and struggled. Um, but God delivered me from that. And there's no, no other way. That could have ever happened without God, because I tried it, 
People were trying to help me. I went through counseling. I went to rehab. Um, but God himself removed the demon of addiction from my life. And he gets all the glory. So uh, the testimony in the song, Don't Give Up, please listen to that. And uh, maybe you can relate to it. I can. I, I really can. Um, God saved me out of a mess. I was really questioning a lot of things at, at the time and my leaning and my bending at the time that he saved me. I was on my way to a world in the occult. Um, yeah, I was playing around with it a little bit, opened up some doors that I'm glad he closed because those nights when I was involved with that stuff and playing with that stuff were rather quite frightening. And we're going to do some... Um, live streams about that uh, after we get done with Rockfest here in Charleston. I want to talk about things like sleep paralysis and being visited at night by the demonic um, because it's not just happened to me, but there's a lot of people that I know that are out there and God delivered me and he saved me from that. He set me free from a lot of um, a lot of negativity. He set me free from some things that, you know, we can talk about it at a later time. Those yeah. are only things, only things that he could have set me free from. Um, just before I was saved, my, the song that was my theme song was uh, Wood by Alice in Chains. And the refrain kept going through my head into the flood again. And that's what life felt like every morning. I dreaded waking up in the morning. I really did. Um, it was like, here I go into the flood again. Those were some of the darkest days of my life. And God set me free from that. And I am so... Um, that's so right. excited about what he's done. And as much as I tried to get myself out of the rut, the more I tried to get myself out, the worse it got. And that's just that's just the way it is. And people, this is what this is about. Again, I have to say this again. This is about the gospel. This is about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Music is a medium that Jesus used. He's, he's created everything. Everything is his. He owns it. He owns music. He owns the style of music that is used through Rock of Salvation. He uses it, and he uses it to free people up. And just, you know, we talked about the scripture verses. Have a little faith. Go and read, you know, when you get the chance, maybe tomorrow, maybe tonight, go and read Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 20. It's eye-opening. Read it for yourself. See what God would speak to you about that. Hey, I got to ask you, you know, you've got other songs that are out there. Where can our listeners and viewers go and find some more Rock of Salvation? Uh, the best place to go initially is uh, look up Rock of Salvation Christian Band on Facebook, and you'll see all our links there. We're on SoundCloud. We've got a, a Wix site, um, YouTube. Um, we're on um uh, Apple Music. Uh, we're on quite a few different venues. Uh, Reverb Nation. Yep. So um, it it all leads one leads to another leads to another. Whatever. It's all linked together. We're on Instagram. So we're we're out there. How about uh, any live <laughs> shows? Now that things are kind of opening up a little bit, do you have any more live shows coming up? Where can people come and see you guys? So I want to give a shout out to uh, Yahweh's uh, Tears. They're uh, inviting us to a festival at, sorry, I got to look here because I just got this, uh, at the Master City Baseball Field. Uh, that's May 22nd, and um, they've got some other things they're looking at. Um, there's a lot of bands that are starting to really connect here uh, like them. And so thank you very much, guys, for, for doing that. Uh, 
we actually did have a, sh a show last year, uh, City of Grovetown. I want to thank them for that. Uh, but things are slowly opening up, and as we find more opportunities, we're going to dive into those. Uh, most of them happen at, over the summertime, and just outside, you know, outdoor events are going to be the thing for a while still. We'll link, we'll link that in our social media for like dates and times, location, and all that too. So it'll be on our Facebook and Instagram and all that. Any cancellations at the Rock Fest were available. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I wish I could go two days right now with that. Um, it originally started out as just a few bands and then just kind of expanded and expanded. And uh, we are very excited about what we have going on with that. And hopefully this will lead to more opportunities here in the Charleston area because Charleston music scene, um, I've explained it this way on several editions, is... You know, if you have a cover band that does uh, Jack Johnson and Jimmy Buffett, you're, you're doing good. That That's yeah. kind of the style that Buffett Charleston's... Who, who, who yeah. Fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Hootie and the Blowfish, exactly. Uh, or Edwin McCain. Actually, Edwin McCain was the pizza chef at Sharky's Pizza in downtown Charleston when I was a cadet at the Citadel. So, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was, sp he was spinning the pies I ate from, uh, from Sharky's pizza down in downtown yeah. Charleston. Yeah. Hey, I want to take a quick break for a moment because we need to talk about rock fest 2021. So let's go in for it. Get revelation rock fest 2021 update. Hey, we got a lot to talk about. We are almost 30 days out from uh, Get Revelation Rock Fest at the Hanahan Amphitheater on May 15th. And if you're close to the Charleston area, or hey, we know we got a lot of viewers tonight from Georgia. So come on out to Charleston, South Carolina for Get Revelation Rock Fest on May 15th. It's an outdoor event. You can get tickets on our website at lithoscry that's l-i-t-h-o-s-c-r-y.com now here's what we got for you if you're going to be coming from out of town we've got a special hotel deal and if you want to do this you got to do this now because from what i understand these rooms are filling up pretty quick crown plaza hotel at 4831 tanger outlet boulevard actually if you type in the letter black in eventbrite uh, Letter Black Charleston. It will take you to the Eventbrite link and there will be a link for the Crown Plaza Hotel. They've got a sweet deal for our Rockfest uh, attendees. Uh, rooms each night are $129 and this is a four-star hotel, all right, in Charleston, South Carolina. And not only that, but there's free breakfast included with that for two, a $15 drink and beverage credit, uh, an opportunity to win uh, an upgrade to VIP tickets in the first two rows at Rockfest at the Hanahan Amphitheater. And then get this, they're going to be running a shuttle throughout the day at scheduled times to get attendees that are at the Crown Plaza Hotel from the hotel to the amphitheater. So that's where you want to stay if you're coming and get your tickets now. We've had the capacity restrictions lifted in South Carolina by the good old governor himself, Governor McMaster. We appreciate that. So we can, we got a capacity of 2,000 there and we'd love to see 2,000 people there uh, for Rockfest 2021. And here's what we've got. Headlining is the letter black. Yes. And I did not realize this when we booked them, but this is going to be their first show in four years after 
taking a break and it's going to be the kickoff live show for their 15th year anniversary as a band. Wow. 15 years. We got other great bands lined up. We've got Charleston's own Ziggy. We've got Winner's Resurrection. We've got Warriors of Light. We've got Armor of God. We've got Jenna Parr. We've got the last trumpet, Chris Shelton and his crew. They're coming down here to Charleston. Uh, they're a key player in this event. We've also got Warhol coming from Texas. We've got Zana coming from Texas, who happens to be a friend of Warhol. That's how that kind of worked out. And then we have headlining the show, The Letter Black. So we're looking at nine great bands, at least nine to 10 hours of great music. And yes, Mimi, it is going to be awesome. It's going to be outdoors. We got food trucks lined up. Uh, we've got vendors coming in. Of course, all the merch tables. Mimi, we want to see you there at Rockfest. So go ahead and get your tickets. Come on out to see it. And not only that, but I'm pretty excited. We've got this... Um, uh, inflatable Velcro axe throwing station for adults. So you can do an axe throw, kind of like Nerf, but man, it looks like a blast. And we've got sponsors for that. Uh, New Life Auto Sales is sponsoring that for us. We're really excited. Crown Plaza Hotel, it's the Crown Plaza stage. These are great bands that are going to be up there. And the reason why we're doing this, and we've talked about this with the committee over and over again, is that we are building a stage so that Jesus can show up in Charleston through these bands and through what's done on the stage. If you have seen the logo for Get Revelation Rock Fest, it's a really cool owl with a sickle with a serpent wrapped around the sickle. Sickle represents two things. First of all, it represents a harvest, a harvest of souls. And then not only that, but we're going to slay some serpents with Warriors of Light with Laura Victoria and her, her uh, husband, Brayden. So go ahead and get your tickets now. Come to Get Revelation Rock Fest, Charleston, South Carolina. It's going to be at the Hanahan Amphitheater. Go to lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com or in Google, just type in the letter black Charleston and get your tickets now. They are selling. Uh, we got a pretty good crowd that's showing up, so it's going to be a great time, and you can't pass up a hotel deal like that. And I am, uh, you know, done with the with the infomercial. We just had to do that public service announcement. A lot of work's gone into this, and we're really, really excited about it. And I'm going to bring our guys back up. There we go. So yes, thank you guys for joining us this evening. Love the music. Do you have anything that you would like to share with our listeners and viewers before we go? Oh, wait a minute. Let me get you back on here. There we go. I got you back on. Sorry about that. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, go check out that show. There's going to be some heavy-hitting bands there, especially if you like the good hard rock genre, some good metal stuff. And I like metal. I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of metal. Let's do it a lot. But it's going to be a great, great show in, uh, in, a, in my favorite city in America, in Charleston. It's a crown jewel of the Southeast. It's a great city. You'll love it if you've never been. Thank and I got one thing to say. We're praying for all of you. Please pray for us. We need it. And we Thank love you. It. This Thank is a time for us to link together. Definitely, definitely link together in prayer. Guys, I want to encourage you to keep up the good work in the Lord. Stay encouraged. Stay in his word. Keep rocking. I mean, what, you, what you're what you doing is awesome. And uh, we're going to bring you back on again real soon in the near future we're gonna we're gonna talk some more shop and, and share some more songs so and i'm surprised i mean you guys are in augusta georgia you're not at the masters cup today with all that going on down there you know what uh the masters comes here every year you know we, do, we have limited uh participation still going on at the national which is the name of the clubhouse where they play 
Um, I have been three times, to be fair, right, but in the past. But, uh, you know, I probably won't be going back. You know, three times enough for me. I can see it on TV much better. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it earlier this evening as I was enjoying a nice ribeye steak at the steakhouse. Hey, before we go, I uh, do have to let everybody know, Hey, on uh, Saturday night at 8 p.m. on WVVC.com, check out Metal Sharpens Metal with Steck and Dax. Uh, they've been featuring our artists from Rockfest. And hey, this is a great Christian metal show. Uh, they do a really great job with it. And this week, they're going to be featuring our band from Charleston, Winner's Resurrection. So we're really excited about that. That's 8 p.m. Eastern Time on WVVC.com. Or if you live in New York, this is broadcast radio that they're doing this on. It's 88.1 or 105.7 in Utica, New York. So check them out. That's Steck and Dax on Metal, Sharpens Metal. It's a great show. Uh, a lot of great artists and a lot of great music if you like the if you like the heavier stuff. Hey, everybody, thank you, Mimi. Thank you for the prayers. We'll be praying for you too. And until next time, everybody, go ahead and peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com. <laughs>